Welcome to Spiritual Counsel by J.K. Popham, brought to you by strengthintruth.org. In this series, we are reading through extracts of J.K. Popham's letters, published in the friendly companion magazine for young people between 1919 and 1937. J.K. Popham was a minister of the gospel, pastoring the church at Gilead Chapel, Brighton, in England, for 55 years. He was both a gifted writer and theologian. We hope even now, nearly a century later, Mr Popham's prayer for a divine blessing to rest on his letters would still continue to be answered. Today we go all the way back to 1922. The subject is the character of God. Conscious of the dangers which surround you and feeling concerned for you, I am writing this letter on a fundamental subject. I am assuming that you are not corrupted or drawn away from a full belief in the Bible as the very word of God, as being only truth, containing no error in its histories and doctrines, no yea and nay in its threatenings and promises. The mighty subject I allude to is the character of God. It is all-embracing. It is indelibly stamped on all his works, both of creation, providence and grace. From it the Bible derives its infallibility, authority, durability and beauty. When the scripture is attacked, the character of God is impugned. For thus saith the Lord, is his imprimator on its every page. If the ultimate ground of faith and knowledge is confidence in God, the ground of confidence will be found in his word, wherein he reveals himself. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. I wish this awesome truth were imprinted on all our hearts. It is so bright, so weighty, so all-pervading, that the seraphims of a burning, noble nature are unable to bear its unveiled light. Above the throne on which Jehovah was seated stood these bright creatures, and so filled were they with awe of the transcendent majesty, that each one covered his face. God is incomprehensible. To Moses, who had asked to see his glory, he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. How unutterably daring, then, must that man be who presumes so to know God as to be in a position to criticise his character 
on the grounds of some of his works. Let me answer the daring critic in the solemn words of Elihu. Why dost thou strive against God? God who is greater than man, for he giveth not account of any of his matters. Never expect to understand God. He will be believed. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. But many of his ways are past finding out. He is glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. It is an egregious error to attempt to bring the Lord in either his works or word within the compass of fallen understanding. If the beautiful work of Christ in washing the feet of his disciples was beyond Peter's comprehension until explained at a future time, much more must countless providences be, and also many parts of Holy Scripture. Shall we therefore say both the providences and those passages are wrong, that because they do not accord with our ideas of justice or goodness, therefore they are not, cannot be just or good? And how inconsistent are the critics? Do they understand all they believe? Does any one of them understand his own nature or the nature of anything in this natural world? We can reason about facts, admire the wonders of creation, but the why of all, who can grasp? If the natural is really so far above our understanding, how much more spiritual things, and above all, the creator and author of both natural and spiritual? An old writer says, he who believes the scriptures to have proceeded from him who is the author of nature may well expect to find the same sort of difficulties in it as are found in the constitution of nature. There are incomprehensibles in nature, much more in God the author of nature, and also in the works of God. May you ever remember that God is immutably holy, just and good, that the judge of all the earth will do right. This was Abraham's persuasion with respect to a providence which perplexed him. It is good to be fully persuaded that God cannot do evil, that his glory is in his immutable goodness and justice, and that when he does what appears strange and even unjust, an infinitely just reason moves him. That he is a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump 
to make one vessel unto honour, and another unto dishonour. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and his ways past finding out! For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counsellor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory for ever. Amen. May the fear of this glorious being be put into your hearts. May his character as just and right with all which those words involve be made the object of your fear and reverence. And may he become too and in you a just God and a saviour. Believe me, your affectionate friend, J.K. Popham, October 1922. Thanks for joining us today. Our next episode in two weeks' time is Melchizedek, a type of Christ. To keep up to date, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast. If you'd like to read the letter from the Friendly Companion magazine used in this episode, then head to the letters page at strengthintruth.org. The link is in the description. That concludes this episode. So until next time, goodbye.